0: Hi, and welcome to the Geek Therapy Podcast. My name is Oswey Cardona, and this time we're going to talk about Gamer X. If you'll recall, back in episode 24, we talked to Tony Roca, and she told us all about how great an experience it was to have the first ever LGBT-focused gaming convention. So this year, GamerX2, our very own Laura Taylor went over there. So we'll jump right into that interview. In just a second, I do want to correct that in the interview, we go over the fact that there might not be a Gamer X3, but since we recorded that, there will definitely be a Gamer X3. There will definitely be a new convention, and you can check the show notes for more information. So now let's get to the interview. So now I'm talking to Laura Taylor. She is an associate editor here at Geek Therapy, and she was able to go to Gamer X2 this year um, we had a previous episode where we talked to uh, Tony at GamerX about last year's event, and Lara was able to go this year, so she's going to tell us all about it. So, Lara, welcome. Thanks. All right, so, so you went last year too,
1: yes, right? Yes, I did go last year. All
0: right, cool, so you can compare them for us.
1: Oh, totally. Huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how, how was GamerX 2 this year? What was your overall impression?
1: It was awesome. Um, there were a lot of happy people. Um, there was a lot of partying, there was a lot of games. It, yeah, three days instead of two, we got so much fun. Um, out of three days of just games and people being who they are, it was pretty cool.
0: Oh, good thing that we should do. Uh, what is Gamer X? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good thing to talk about, I guess. Um, GamerX is a LGBT-focused gaming convention, Um, and they stress that it's not just for people in the LGBT community, but for everybody, as long as you're welcoming and accepting and pretty much aren't jerks. (laughs) A
0: lot of jerks in the gaming community, unfortunately.
1: Unfortunately. A lot of good people, too, so...
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And and it's Gamer X G A Y M E R.
1: That is um, right.
0: Yep. So so what was different about GamerX to compared to other conventions that you've been to? You know, gaming and otherwise?
1: It's a smaller convention that narrows down how many people are there, right? So you've got um a tighter knit community. Um a lot of these people have been Hanging out on the forums on online, it's like hanging out with your friends um, rather than a bunch of strangers. Um, it was great running into someone I met last year. Every you know panel I went to, there were at least three people we met last year um, and were friends with. Um, other conventions, I'm lucky if I run into somebody I know every. Day, <laughs> um, unless I'm actively like trying to get all of them. Um,
0: and that's one of the great things about smaller conventions. I, I enjoy San Diego Comic Con and, and any of the huge ones, but I really like going to smaller conventions. There's a, there's a completely different feel to it.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, you know, you don't feel trapped up against walls trying to get through the crowds, um, people don't smell at Gamer X, I'm just saying. <laughs> a lot of comments this year about how it is the best smelling and best looking convention. Um, I don't that's know. a good
0: accolade. That's, that's very good to <laughs> yeah. add to your reputation. Yeah.
1: Very, very true. Um, and I think it was just everyone seemed happy and everyone seemed nice. Um, I mean, going to bigger conventions and other conventions I've been to, there's a lot of people who um, who are nice and who are friendly and really are interested in what you want to talk about, but that's like 20%, 30% of the population. Usually people just want to rush by you and get to the next panel or the next exclusive that they want to buy, or you know they're focused on what they want to do. Um, but I think at GamerX anyone you talked to while you were waiting in line for something or sitting next to it at a panel was really interested in what you were trying to say um, and had a similar experience. So that was pretty cool.
0: So did you get the feeling that people were were going there looking for that?
1: I think so. I think people were there looking for this sense of community. Um, A lot of people in the LGBT community feel kind of ostracized online and in gaming um, and so to be in a group in a room full of people who both love games and love people <laughs> right um, I can't yeah. I can't really just say love the same sex because uh, it's not just about that at gamer X. there were people who are trans, people who are genderqueer and Um, non-binary. It's just a bunch of queer people having fun playing games. Um, And I think getting that sense of community and that sense of these people are like me and I'm not getting bullied and I'm not getting uh, made fun of for being gay and I'm not getting made fun of for being a geek. Um, I think that was what people were looking for.
0: So overall just really safe place to be for LGBT gamers.
1: Definitely. Definitely. definitely.
0: Yeah, that's why it sounded so great last year and I would have loved to to have gone this year. Because it it it's one of those like we, we talk about just in general geek culture, um, you know, people getting bullied, people being made fun of. But again, then within that group of gamers, there's always you always hear stories about, you know, once you start talking online, people start making all these judgments just based on your voice or based on um, your character name and things like that. And people can be brutal online. And that's why it, uh, I always recommend, you know, playing with friends is, is completely different than just playing with a bunch of strangers.
1: Yeah, um, definitely. I
0: agree. <laughs> so, but, that, but that's the reality, right? And, and gaming is huge and there's a lot of people who are just horrible online. So it sounded so great to have this convention dedicated to just being around your peers and knowing that, you know, everybody there is focused on this idea that everybody's welcome and we don't want to make people feel uncomfortable.
1: Definitely. Um, There was a lot of uh, talk about, I mean, everybody was talking about their negative experiences online and how happy they were to be around people Who had that same experience and could kind of commiserate and, um, you know, they could forge their own little group of people um, and play games together rather than dealing with those horrible people online that say things that are just nasty.
0: Um, Yeah. Now I don't think any convention is built on the idea of let's make people feel uncomfortable. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but this takes it an extra step for 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 a segment of the population, right? More specific, right? Like once gaming is so huge, we can unfortunately we start dividing ourselves. Right. right. <laughs> We start drawing lines within our own subcultures. So, so what else does does Gamer X do differently? Like, talk about the harassment policy or things that you saw around there that really stand out compared to again, no convention is welcoming of harassment or making people feel uncomfortable. But what what do what 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 did you see different at Gamerex?
1: I think the main difference. I mean, you talked about the harassment policy, and um, the main difference there is. Other conventions, some conventions don't even have a harassment policy. Um, some do, but this one went really far as they stated that there is a no, the zero tolerance for using racial slurs, using, using um, derogatory homophobic slurs. Um,
0: That's really specific. Yeah,
1: like very specific, and it goes into um, – No slurs against people with mental disabilities or trans people or all these things. And then in the policy, it also states how to go about things if you feel offended. Um, And if you have offended somebody, um, you know, be respectful, listen to what they're saying, um, apologize and ask questions about how to not have it happen again in the future. Um, And I think that's a big big deal because most conventions would just leave it at, there's no tolerance for this, but really the enforcement of it wasn't that great. Um, I see online all kinds of issues with, especially surrounding cosplay and women, um, being harassed and told they're not real geeks or, you know, the, the fake geek girl thing. Um, Or cosplay and thinking that they can ogle women just because they're dressed differently. Um, And that really wasn't accepted at all in the convention. Um, And I didn't hear about any issues with harassment. Um, But I think that may mean there was harassment, but they kept it quiet. And it wasn't that big of a deal because the people may have apologized for what was going on and they were either asked to leave or, you know, they really listened to what was going, what the person was saying um, and changed their behavior. So either way, it's a good thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How upfront were the organizers with the policy? Was it posted in different places? Was it in the program?
1: It was in the program for sure. I think it was the first page of the program, Gotcha. Um, before yeah. you get to any panel listings, anything, it was, the um, the harassment policy. Um, it was on that's the huge. website. Yeah, that's huge. They had it plastered on the website. Um, I didn't see it posted around everywhere. Last year it was posted a lot of places. I think this year they had it in one or two key places like at registration. Um, but I didn't see it all over. If it's in the, but if it's in the program, I mean, people are seeing that all the time.
0: And you were telling me about uh, the name tags, how they did things differently than than other conventions.
1: Oh yeah, so one of they did their Kickstarter this year, um, and one of the stretch goals was for gender pronoun, uh, ba- an area on the badges for gender pronouns, and how they ended up doing it is having um, stickers. That said, hello. My name is and a space for your name, and then underneath it had a set of specific pronouns. So he, him, his, her, she, hers, and then underneath even more they, them, theirs, um, and even the ones that I can't even pronounce because they've been <laughs> made up. But like something like z, like x, e, um. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important because um, a lot of people in the non-binary or trans community end up feeling misgendered a lot of the time. Um, And some people may assume just because a girl looks masculine that they're a male or may use those pronouns, but maybe they actually use female pronouns or maybe they use those other ones. Um, And so... Just to have that visual right there when you're meeting someone and shaking their hand, um, and you can look and see, okay, this person prefers to be called him. Um, that's a big deal.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think I know most people don't <laughs> understand what what that's all about, and they they can't relate to it at all because it's it's also binary, right? Um, when we talk about gender. Um, in the United States and and a lot of people don't understand that. And I remember as a as a therapist the first time um I had a trans client and we talked about their preferred pronoun. Um it messed with my grammar because it doesn't make sense when I, <laughs> <laughs> right when I was writing about this client it was like they okay they want to be referred to as they and then it was it was a little confusing for me. Um but over time I've I I've I've learned uh that really the the most important thing is to it's not your job to to determine um what they're comfortable with. It's it, you just ask. Exactly. Right? What is your preferred pronoun? So I think it's fantastic that um they had that in the uh on the name tags. That was that was amazing.
1: Definitely. I mean, it takes it that one step further cuz then it is really hard to ask people every time, especially when you're living in a world that you don't have to ask or you don't think about asking, but this gave you the, the visual so that you didn't even have to ask. Um, and that was, that was great.
0: Yeah, no, that's amazing. I haven't seen pictures of, of, of any of them, but I would like to see what the stickers look like. I
1: think Geeks Out has a blog post about, um, about, the, about Gamer X, and it's got um, a picture of all of the, the stickers stuck together, <laughs> which is kind of cool. <laughs> and like a little rainbow because they were all different colors.
0: Okay, I'll definitely link to that then. Yeah. Because I think it would be cool for people to see too. Yeah. So uh, they were were super considerate about that. Um, What other things were they really considered about? I know that um, Tony mentioned at some point, he talked specifically about, um, uh, I don't know so much mental health, but people who dealt with social phobias, anxieties, disabilities, things like that. What was that about?
1: Um, So at the end of the convention, they had a... uh, it was a final panel. It was like Q&A, like what we could have done better, you know, closing kind of just closing ceremonies for the whole thing. Um, and the, it was all the organizers and they were up there thanking everybody that was involved and everybody that did, you know, help make it possible. And then Tony thanks uh, all the people that have physical disabilities and emotional disabilities um, and mental disabilities, um, to be able to make it out to the con who were able to make it out. Um, especially those who have social phobia and, um, anxiety in crowds. Um, I know personally, I don't do well in crowds, so it was really nice to have that. Um, thank you for coming out because, um, It is difficult when you're someone who can barely talk to another person one-on-one and you're in this huge room, um, with hundreds and, and I think they have at least 2000 people there this weekend. So it's like, or that weekend. Um, so dealing with going there and having all these people around and not being able to take that space for yourself sometimes, um... It's really difficult, um they had a chill out room at the convention for people to go and just relax, so no um no video games in there. It was nice and quiet, and you could just um, just chill and be with yourself, um which helped a lot. but I think Tony was right on the mark when uh she said that you know. People get ignored a lot and um, social phobias and things like that. People don't really notice it. um, And so calling that out and giving that appreciation um, was super important
0: for people. It's ironic because... A lot of people with, uh, again, social phobias, social anxiety, um, they feel uncomfortable, like you said, one-on-one and even more so surrounded by people. Some people are paralyzed by that. Right. And and yet, you know you're going to a convention where there will be thousands of people. Right. right. Not, ju- not just GameRacks, just in, in, in general. Uh, all these conventions, are just tons of people there. And people, uh, you know, like you're, you're such a big fan and you you want to be around um around your peers so badly that you're you're willing to try to get past that right and at least show up and and try to deal with that for a couple of days and yeah it's huge it's fantastic um i think it's a lot easier when you know that it's a safe place
1: oh definitely but to have,
0: <laughs> but to have that chill out room is is great uh, at pax east they have the afk room and this is a trend that I'm really, really loving because uh, sometimes you you need that. And you need it more than just uh, – I mean it's not uncommon to go to a convention and see people just sitting around walls and in different corners kind of just taking a break. I know I've done that. Right. And, and to be able to have a room where there's actually chairs and it's comfortable and it's quiet, right? Oh, that's that's so good. That is one of my favorite trends in conventions right now.
1: Definitely. Um I don't see things like that. Like, I'm going to San Diego Comic Con again this year, and I don't think they're going to be able to have a room like that with 150,000 people. You know.
0: Yeah. How do you How do you 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 have enough chairs
1: for that? Like. (laughs) So these smaller conventions really do, and like you said, PAX East, and that's a big convention, and they have, you know, the AFK room. So maybe, maybe we'll see a bigger shift towards having spaces for people to just relax
0: <laughs> yeah i know pax prime is going to do it um and pax prime is a lot bigger than pax east right so it'll be very interesting to see what they have there i know somebody who's going to go and hopefully you know report back kind of yeah. like you're doing now for for gamer X, and it's going to be it's it's one of the first questions i have because i i really want to see what that's going to be like
1: yes that would be
0: interesting now, I think it's great that it's gaming conventions that seem to be really leading the charge on this. Right? Yeah. So you talked about San Diego Comic Con and they have they cover. All they cover popcorn.
1: everything.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's not a comic Anything, convention anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anything that anybody likes is represented there. And but in gaming circles, I mean, I think I think that's where a lot of people talk about how how uncomfortable it is to play online and how Um, just like the nastiest comments you'll hear will be on gaming forums and (laughs) and playing online. So I think it's, it's so great that that group, right? Gamers in particular are the ones leading the charge in their conventions. At PAX East, there were, I don't remember exactly right now. I think there were at least three different panels that just talked about dealing with um, jerks online and, and that's huge because it's, it's something that we need. So I think we're we're moving in a great direction and I hope that other conventions, uh, comic conventions, any other type of uh, uh, pop culture convention kind of, you know, takes a look at what's happening in gaming circles and can kind of adapt it. Like you said, I have no idea how San Diego Comic Con is going to possibly – It's just so big. Its, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: it's just so big. And the more people you get, the more good people you get and the more uh, – kind of negative people you get so you know san diego is just i don't know it's it's a whole nother beast
0: (laughs) you can't even leave the convention center like and cross the street and be okay because comic-con covers like five blocks out so i don't know what they're gonna do well (laughs) and the convention
1: center is getting bigger they got in san diego so yeah (laughs) it's just gonna get bigger and bigger
0: i don't know something to keep 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 an eye out for yeah So uh, we always talk about uh, mental health and stuff here. So uh, I know that the AFK room at Paxi actually had counselors and therapists there to kind of help people, you know, help ease people. Um, I think that that's super, super forward thinking. That really Um,
1: is. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, San Diego will definitely not do something like that for years. Um, And I think most places don't think about that, right? I think at at the base... uh, as a found at the foundation level you have to think about you know like Tony said, these are um, disabilities in the sense that it can be disabling to to have a social anxiety disorder and you know come up uh, come upon a whole bunch of people and just be paralyzed um, not everybody can help you cope with that and um, so those are mental health issues that we'll keep discussing in the future. And, and again, I think PAX is just leading the charge on that. Um, but what other mental health talk was there at, at GamerX this year?
1: There was actually a panel, um, on, uh, mental health and gaming in the queer community. Um, and a lot of stuff is that they talked about. Um, there were two people on the panel, um, Joey Hanna, who is a a licensed psychologist, he has a PhD, and I can't remember her last name, but Serenity, um, who is in a PhD program, she has her master's, and uh, I think she has a master's level license um, to practice therapy. They discussed um, the negatives, the positives about gaming. And specifically what mental health issues come up for um, LGBT gamers. Um, mostly it had to do with, you know, hearing slurs on online over and over and over again. And feeling like you aren't a part of the community because of who you are. Um, and so, you know, they talked about... Basically, gaming with friends, um, going to conventions like GamerX, going to meetups. There are small meetups around all over for gay gamers. Um, And so finding people who are like-minded and really creating a sense of community and a support system out of it, Um, because they're the people who understand both sides of your life. A lot of times, people in the gay community get made fun of for being gamers. And a lot of people in the gaming community get made fun of for being gay. And so there's this double negative, and you just get hit on both sides. So finding other people, and obviously GamerX had, you know, like 2,000 people, that's a huge community that you can just build off of. Um, and not everybody who wanted to make it there made it there so there are it is a big chunk of the population um there is a big community there but um just when you think about 80 to 90 percent of the, the gaming community is not gay and I don't know what percentage of uh of them are the kind of guys that call people fags and you know, all these other negative things. Um, but you have, it seems like everyone is against you. Um, and so building a support system is really important and knowing your limit. And when you're really upset, you know, take a break from your game so that you're not continuing to, uh, traumatize yourself essentially.
0: Now I, I agree, right? Having a support system in any area is, is important. Um, how do you feel about how to deal with people who who are just um, you know harassing other people online? Because I, I, I talked about this with uh, Tony and I've seen different panels and lots of people say that just ignoring it or just uh, only gaming with your friends doesn't help because those people essentially are out there and nobody says anything to them. So what's your position on that?
1: All right. So my position um, personally... I'm one of the lucky ones. I typically don't game online. And when I do, it's in an MMO with people I already know. So I haven't had too many negative experiences online gaming. But I know plenty of people who have. Um, And a lot of times I will see other people come to their defense. Um, There's a lot of uh, talk about Especially in like community, online community, like on Facebook and everything, about how if someone uses some term that is really offensive, that person doesn't even have to say anything to to the person offending everybody. And that the rest of the community tends to be like, dude, that wasn't cool. Um, I don't know what it is about the gaming community on like, say, Xbox Live or playing World of Warcraft or whatever. But I think it's maybe the competitiveness and people get a little more on edge than just on a forum. Um...
0: Yeah, they're mad because you suck. So instead of (laughs) just telling you you suck, they insult everything else about you.
1: Exactly, exactly. Um, And so obviously they have to get offended when a girl does better than them. In the game or something like that oh you're you cheated you're a girl somebody actually in that panel mentioned somebody said that to her mm-hmm. you must have cheated you're a girl you can't be better than me um, so, <laughs>
0: that's that's ridiculous that doesn't it, even make sense exactly so like I've heard the argument where like oh because you're a girl we took it easy on you like that's that's just as stupid but it makes more sense than
1: than because you're a girl cheated. you, you yeah. cheated yeah so I mean, people people are dumb, <laughs> and I hate to say it, but some people are dumb, and they don't make sense. Some people are dumb. Um, and I think, like you said, ignoring it doesn't necessarily fix anything. But if you are the type of person who can't say something or you, you're, you know you're going to be hurt more, when you get the backlash from standing up for yourself um if you have other friends talk to them beforehand like hey i'm worried about this guy he's been harassing me on whatever world of warcraft and you know can you guys st- help me stick up for myself um and band with me um that kind of thing because it is hard to be that one lone person um But there are people, and it can be really empowering to be able to stand up for yourself if someone's harassing you and just say, that's not cool. Um, And if it keeps happening, I mean, you got to block people, ignore people, because you got to do what's best for you. And it may be to stand up or it may be to just ignore it and focus on yourself. So it depends on the person. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why it's so hard. If somebody is making fun of you, you say, hey, that's not cool. Like, why are you saying that? And then everybody else jumps on board. And instead of supporting you, they're also attacking you.
1: Right. <laughs> so it could go either way. But if you have that support system and like a group of you can stand up to somebody, it goes a lot farther, I think.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I don't play online that much. But when I do, if it's something like, like we were playing Destiny this week. Yeah, right? yeah. No. And you and I you did. know that I suck. <laughs> <laughs> I was very nice to you. Yeah. Yes,
1: you were. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it was just you and I talking, right? Right. And then um, later on, I went and I did some PvP. And um, oddly enough, on PlayStation, a lot of, fewer people use their mics than on Xbox Live. Yeah. Um, Which is... Great, I think sometimes (laughs) sometimes sometimes Uh, it
1: makes it a little harder to play but other times you know it makes it a lot easier yeah
0: yeah and and I usually have my microphone off and I've tried to make an effort actually since Tony came on the show and we talked about this and I said you know I just I just mute I just mute everybody I don't I don't even want to hear people talking Um, you know and and yeah it's not helpful necessarily so I've tried to make an effort and I had my microphone. I was the only one uh, in the game. But usually, I still want to go back to. Ugh, if I hear people, a lot of it is kids too, right? Uh, which is really weird. Which just is like really little sad kids. Too. Very very sad. It's just really small children just being completely just horribly offensive. Um, because why not, right? Right. Uh, it's it's pretty sad. But actually, recently I did play. With a friend of mine, he said, oh, I have this group of people I play with. Let's play online. I was playing uh, Payday, Payday 2. And um, all of a sudden, these other people who are on our team were just making racial jokes, just nonstop. (laughs) And not at me, just... In general. (laughs) In general, because that's what they do. And I thought it was so strange because... I didn't think that my friend would play with people like that, and apparently he plays with them all the time. And I felt so uncomfortable um, because it was kind of nonstop, and it was a game where you need to talk to everybody else to kind of yeah. get through. And I kind of—I I, guess—I regret it. I never—I didn't say anything. Instead, I just backed out of the game because I felt really uncomfortable. It's—it's um, it's hard. I don't—I don't—I don't know what the right answer is. I—I I, I do like—I did hear that Xbox was considering doing something like. You could report people, and then those people who had a certain number of reports or their their um, reputation changed, they would just put all of those people together. So, <laughs> so essentially, you would only get paired up with other toxic people online. And I thought that was, that was cool, except for... Except for reports. then,
1: those people are just going to have this sense of, it's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's one problem, and the other problem is if I do stand up for myself and I say, or for other people and I say, "Hey, what are you guys doing? That's not cool." Then they all go and report me. Right. Then I'll end up in the <laughs> in the toxic pool. So it's not uh, it's not ideal. Again, I don't know what the answer is. I do lean towards play with your friends. You know, play with people that you know, or find people who are cool. There's there are actually a lot of groups online that are formed. Um, Based on those principles that we got to be cool to each other this is this is a game that we love that we enjoy, and if the people you play with are cool also you 'll enjoy the experience way more
1: oh yeah, and um, at GamerX, um, one of the groups that had a booth was the Spectrum Guild, um, which is a guild that started with Wow, and they have both um, Horde and Alliance, so both sides, so no matter what you like, you can play with this guild. Um, And it's, you know, LGBT people playing games together, and they've expanded into Diablo 3. I can't remember the other games that they said that they have um, groups on, but they've expanded into a lot of other games. I think um, they play Hearthstone, um, you know, but to be able to have that community and come to GamerX and try and expand their community because it's all people that aren't going to tolerate, um, any kind of discrimination or harassment. Um, so you got a big guild full of people. So if someone comes in a, and messes with somebody, <laughs> you've got a group of people that have your back. Um, and I think that was really cool to see them there. They weren't there last year. Um so I think it was awesome that they were able to make it out this year.
0: And I think you mentioned about GamerX originally before there was a convention last year, they were just an online community.
1: Yes, they did have the online community. Um and it's kind of sad cuz it got um shut down. They just didn't have the people to run the website anymore. Um and it's just become the forums on GamerX's website. Um but at the closing ceremonies, Tony and Matt Kahn did mention that if they can find somebody, they would love to boot that website up again and have this huge way to connect with people around specific games or specific types of games. Um,
0: yeah, it was really cool. Um, when you when you filled out a profile, you would put your gamer tags on for the different services, and then the games that you like to play. Yeah. So then you could search for people like you assume if you're on GamerX then then the people there are okay to play with. Mm-hmm. And then you just look for games that you have in common. Yeah. And then submit a friend request. Yeah, I thought it was it was simple, but it was it was great. I mean, it, that's exactly what we need to kind of, you know, get together with people who who are similar
1: and they had a system to encourage people to interact with each other and you could level up your avatar by Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. By every time you contacted someone or made friends with someone you got experience and then your avatar would look really awesome because you had all these friends.
0: Yeah, I forget how great that was. Oh, it's a shame that they shut it down. Yeah. I guess I guess they've been very I mean they, they have such a great concept and apparently the delivery have has been so great that it's been too much too quickly for them yeah right? like they can't keep up um i know that that this was gamer x2 unfortunately they said a few months ago that gamer x3 was probably not going to happen that's right um,
1: and on the website having... now for GamerX 2 it says goodbye
0: oh uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of, oh that's so sad i mean i've never run a convention but i don't i don't think it's easy (laughs) i don't don't think it's (laughs) easy
1: either Uh, and they all did it um without paying themselves so no one was paid um for the convention it was all volunteer um which is a huge commitment (laughs)
0: for these people yeah yeah Oh man! I know they said they haven't committed to a gamer X three. They're saying goodbye on the site, but they also mentioned that maybe we'll do something else. Yeah, not the same, but they'll. We don't know what that is, right? We don't know <laughs> yeah. if they were supposed to really say anything, uh, but they did. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, I heard about there's it on Twitter. There's rumors of rebranding um, and making it more inclusive because the term gamer really reflects mostly just gay men, um, and so. There was this, the rumors of next year, there might be something, but they're going to rename it and make it more inclusive for um, women and trans people and non-binary people. Um, Who knows? I think they should just go with their hashtag, everyone games. But um, I think that it's great that they're at least thinking about it Um, there's been mention of possibly doing a game jam, so going, getting together and making queer games. Um, and I think that's really cool too, that they're thinking about smaller events, um, to bring the community together. Um, I think throughout the year, I think they're talking about a bunch of smaller events that don't cost as much to put together. So,
0: yeah. And maybe different locations too. Yeah, That'd be great.
1: yeah. Because I mean, San Francisco is like the mecca for the gay community. But I think there are people were traveling to Gamer X. There, were, I, I had my street pass on all weekend on my on my 3ds, and um, I met people from France. I met people from Australia.
0: Oh, I don't all have either kinds country of street pass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you should you should have gone. To Gamer I know. X, um, I
0: know.
1: Yeah. I met people from, I think there was someone from New Zealand, a um, bunch of people from Canada, uh, and all over the country. I filled up like almost every state. <laughs> it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Whenever you go to a convention, no matter how small, always take your 3DS.
1: That's right. Got to, f-
0: <laughs> got to fill up that world map.
1: Fill up the world map and get your puzzle pieces.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, I'm missing a lot of puzzle pieces. <laughs> All right. So, Laura, thank you so much. Uh, you wrote something up for Geek Therapy on Gamer X, so there's more information there.
1: Um, I sure for did. To check
0: out. <laughs> there's more information there for people to check out. And thank you so much for, for talking to us about the the convention. I'm glad you you had a great time over there
1: definitely it was so much fun and you know all it was a weekend of just playing games meeting cool people um and having conversations about really tough stuff but important stuff so definitely a fun time
0: so laura if people want to get in touch with you uh Where can they go?
1: Um, They can. I also have my website, Therapeutic Code. um, So they can go to therapeuticcode.com or follow me on Twitter at Therapeutic Code. um, And also my personal Twitter um, at Malkaholic. (laughs) Um, That is the best way to get a hold of me.
0: Cool. So thanks, Lara. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon.